Why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 is his goal? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Immigrant Section. It's your boy Bosswap saying thank you for tuning in. Uh, as always, uh, first things first. If you've been watching for the last couple episodes. I haven't had video. Um, I've had, you know, I've been running all over, around the place. So I couldn't record with video. But today, I had everything set up with my fucking guest, and one of the cameras just went kaput. Is God saying, "Yo, go audio only for now"? So I'm gonna go get this thing uh, looked at. But for the next little while, it's gonna be audio only. Don't cry, motherfuckers. Don't cry, cause you know what? This Friday, Toronto, come out the final. They're going places comedy tour uh, show for 2022 in Toronto. Two shows, tickets at abaswab.com, and then Ottawa and Kitchener and Thunder Bay in January. Enough of all that. Sitting across from me, back in the immigrant section for God knows. How many times now? Definitely one of the section favorites, as said by uh, poll voters back in the day, and yours truly, the homie Jordan Palachikio in this bitch. Oh my God, is that real? The poll voters? I asked like uh, six months back who who were like uh, your favorite guests. People said you. People said most my aunt. People said Hassan Shodri. That's the kind of stuff that I I hear and I go, uh, oh, it 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 still is real. I do have something. Yes, that people care about. There's something there. You're like, ah, you know, when you just finish an episode of something and you just feel so regular sometimes yeah. that's the very thing people go now that was a conversation i could listen to the whole time it was like pigs how did speaking of being regular how did you do on uh Fraz's show on friday Oh, I, dude, what's funny is I passed, you went up right before I followed you. And oh. I was like, and I, and I went to Pound Fist and you were like, bro, right. they were, they were not giving it up. By the end, I got oh. them going. But, uh, and by that, I mean, literally the final pop I got that I left on. And I was like, thank fucking God, I at least left on a pop. Cause it was just, it was odd. Cause they were smiling and they were packed in there, but yeah. it was, it was a lot of this. It was a lot of, ha <laughs> It was like Toronto, the Raptors just lost the playoffs yeah. like an hour earlier or something. I honestly was in the car, so I had to go host the corner. Crying, of course. Yeah. No, I was just in the car and I was thinking, you know, who am I? You have nine volumes in your hand. Like, let's go. I was just like, who am I in this moment? Am I going to be like, oh, I should have done better and then worry about it and then be like, why didn't I do good? Or am I just going to be like, forget it? I, honestly, I... I haven't bombed like that in like a long time, bro. I, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I was catching up because that was that was my first thing back from tour, so I didn't catch your set. Yeah, um, great. You didn't miss much. Okay, well, they were just they were just flat. Like I was doing my thing, and I've been trying to come out. Like, what's weird? Every time I go on stage, I have like a choice. I'm like, am I doing any crowd work, or am I being what I call? Like, am I am I just being a comic, and I'm going up and do my shit. Because sometimes I'll, I'll go up and do crowd work and I know people want to see me do crowd work. But then it's like, I don't need to do that every time. Or I'll just do a little bit of it and then it's... it's an, and now everybody does it. Like I see a lot of people do crowd work a lot more savvily than maybe a few years ago. Oddly enough, I think Andrew Schultz single-handedly brought people more to crowd work to just jet the comedic mainstream community. I agree. Because he just records the fuck out of it. But I know what you mean because sometimes you're doing seven, sometimes you're doing 10, yeah. sometimes you're doing 15, sometimes 30. When you go 30, you're like, I'm going to have some fun off the top, yeah. right? It's I'm and here for a while. So, dude, you're so right about that Andrew Schultz thing because when I started doing comedy, nobody did crowd work. No, right? No. No one. And unless you were a host and a lot of hosts didn't. Don't everybody ask that you uh, yeah. keep your phones to minimum, chatter to a minimum. Don't talk to them unless they talk to you. Any birthdays in here? Like yeah. that was the script pretty much. Oh, good point. Right. I didn't even think about the Schultz thing because now everybody does it and everybody has their, like they know their level of crowd work. And we promo it too. Yeah. And it's funny. You don't know what will hit. It's, it's, it's weird because you may have two crowd work scenarios that both kill equally in reality, but do completely different on social media yeah. you know what i mean and you have a great taping just as equal 
the decibels of laughter and the cadence is just the same. Everything is the same, but one is like a, and one is like a fully social media compatible. Like, ah, I love it more. I get nervous about crowd work because so went to the corner. It was a rowdy show when I got in there. The nine or the eight was just finishing. It was rowdy. They told me some person was talking. Someone just got stabbed. It was like a rowdy show. And then the show (laughs) that I hosted was rowdy too. I rode the wave. It was good. It worked. But I get anxious about crowd work because I have crowd work that's like, I guess, canned. Like I know how it goes. Like I ask the crowd about sex and then we go into this thing and I've done it so many times. Like I just know it's funny. Yeah. But then there's times where I don't know where we're going with this and we Mm. just ride it and it's literally real right there. Yeah. And sometimes it feels like a train that's out of control. And sometimes you feel like the the smartest, most witty conductor possible. You know what I mean? Or it could be anything in fucking between, dude. It's almost like the more you learn how to do whatever your craft is. Like when I was first starting comedy, crowd work could get really wild and it could be funny and get to these places. But the more I learn about it, the more control I want. Yeah, exactly. Right when it goes out of range, you go, oh, easy, easy, easy. easy. I'm not asking for the life. Yeah, That gets a pop. And then you go back to your shit, right? Yeah, like the more I know how to control, the I know this works. And like- Like I used to ask a question maybe and wait for a response. You never wait for a response. Never. You just hit the question and follow up with whatever the fuck you brought it up for. You almost leave the air for a response. Like if somebody wants to throw something in, sure, you can work off it, but it's not intended. For yeah, them. as if to be waiting for people, yeah. but you, you know where you're going with it. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes you are waiting for someone to say. The other fucked up thing with crowd work is some, like I'm doing this thing for Absolute I was just telling you about. Well, if I do 15 minutes there, I have to know exactly how 15 minutes is. When I do the corner, Joe likes my crowd work. So I want Joe to see me in my best light. So I'm always hosting crowd work. That's the vibe. But I've never done like X zero to 15, like 215 on the dot. It's been like 13 on the dot. It's been like 12. You can do it. Trust me. No, no, I know. Yeah. It's just like when you know when you're doing it, like because doing it absolute almost every weekend. But they hate with the light. Just go off the light system. Of course. But I'm saying doing the exact same 12 minutes. Oh. I'm just now starting to see like the value. The value in it. I'll be like, okay. This is, the, I... Because you get it to this polished knife. It's like a razor blade. It's Ash. almost like unfair. It's like yeah. it's like when you have your shit worked out, it's almost like going to play a sport with people that don't know how good you are at the sport. You're a sleeper. Yeah. You're a sleeper. You're a sleeper. Dude, that shit used to annoy the fuck out of me. But yeah, in, mo- in more recent times, I have noticed that specifically uh, where I'm just like, man, I've been too loosey-goosey with it for a while it hasn't been a big issue on the road because it's like no one at least i'm touring with none of the guys are doing the same 30 minutes every day no one has even come but there's 15 there's 12 to 15 minute like sagas that are just like they work every time and and i'm and i'm usually freestyle the whole 30 and then you know some stuff like i'll talk about School, leaving engineering, and then life after engineering. Those are obviously go in chronological order, right? But I may even, someone may say you're an engineer, and I'll be like, I used to be, and then and then now I'm cutting straight to that, you know? So it's not always exactly a, one specific plan, but I've seen, like, Jesse specifically has, like, being on tour with him. This guy's such a killer. It's so sick to tour with boys and just see what they're capable of, like, fucking just up, down, like, revving up like matching your um matching your energy and then setting it up where you can't even bro there's nights couldn't even follow these niggas you know what i mean like on fire yeah you have your nights it's sick to go across the country you're like i i like i bombed in gander newfoundland <laughs> I, I bombed i bombed my first show in tofino i was saying this with jesse my last podcast i just did with jeffy jesse waiting for a terminal a ferry in uh, bc yeah we went to Tofino Lodge. It's a resort in the far west. It's like this like bougie resort. Two shows, eight and ten. Bomb the first show. Uh, and we're alternating every show. Yeah. So I middled the first show and I headlined oh, the second is, show. Is this the show where you're like 19 minutes or like 19 yeah, minutes? Yeah, 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 like, exactly. I have 19 minutes more. I have 19 more minutes of race material. Yeah. was my biggest pop because I for some reason, it was the early show. It was like this resort. It was all these like... I do all these jokes that kind of, you know, the one bit of like how, you know, white moms would be like, see, Devin, a boss, he's scared. It's like that thing. 
it was almost like I directed. There was a vibe to it where it's like, <laughs> I don't know what happened, bro. But they almost got offended. They got very turned off by my vibe. They were taking it too serious. And not, not only that, but I was like doing sound check at the beginning. I was so they thought I was the door guy doing a set, right? <laughs> yeah. So and they're like this guy. So at the end, I think I, I mentioned this, but. This is the first show. At the end, some old white guy comes up to me and goes, you just survived that and nothing more. And he leaves quickly. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I went and told the guys, I'm like, did you? <laughs> How fucking savage is that shit? Then the second show, I close it out. Kill. I have a great set. Did you close out the eight too? No, I middled at the eight. So why did you move up? Because we're all every show we alternate. Someone oh. new host, someone new middle, someone new closes. So that's just the way the luck of the draw. Yeah, so the, the second shit. show, I'm not at the door. They're like... I'm the headliner, you know what I mean? Whatever the fuck. It, bro, you realize the perception how things set you up for A, B, and C, you know? Yes. The second show I crush, and it's a younger crowd, and it's a lot of the kitchen guys who work in the resort, they came. So now the next day, I'm going to lunch. All the kitchen boys, it's window resort stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they love the you. line chefs, right? They love you. And I literally run into an old white guy on the way into the lobby. It was like from the first show. Who goes? Oh, uh, you're still here. <laughs> I was like, oh. like as if you were supposed to oblige, I'll leave obligatorily, like jump off the. Yeah. It's like anyone have a gun? Can you? Yeah. Pass it up so I can do the standard exit. Like you're supposed to go on a midnight ski. The way he said it too, I'm like, yeah, I'm here two days. Like, oh. and he kept laughing, and I'm like, and in the roads, it was a crazy snowstorm. So I'm like, yeah, it's fucking, it's crazy out there, man. Be safe. And when I said be safe, he looked back at me and he was like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what's this Dude, guy's deal? It. What's fucked is how much of that shit you realize you're exposed to. Like if you, okay, comedy bar is a great example. You know when people leave comedy bar and they go up to you. By the way, are you hearing that bzzz? Oh, what do you mean? Do you hear bzzz? Little bzzz bzzz? Yeah. No? I don't know if I hear it. Now I might hear it because you said something. Okay, then good. It's I don't hear nothing though. It's probably just this. Um, I just want to make sure it's not in the file. But you Sorry, know, you know Comedy Bar, a bunch of people leave and they go up to like a couple comics like, oh my God, you were so great. Sometimes that's you. Sometimes it's not you. Yeah. And then the, the times where it's like you, you're like, you handle it a certain way. And the times that it's not you, you're like, it's just always, you're always looking at yourself in this like. Comedy is so fucked. I guess not tonight. Or you're just like, I guess tonight. You know, we're trying to sell shirts at the end of the shows. So I'm like yeah. seeing people as the exit after you bomb, you're at the, bro. In Gander, Newfoundland, I left. Uh, I, there's a pizza place nearby. That was it. Again, I, I, I hosted that show, bombed off the top. And, uh, bro, I was like, at the end, as people were leaving, I'm like, yo, I'm going to get, grab his pizza. So, so <laughs> try to sell some shirts if you guys can. I cannot. So how many shirts did you bring with you? Because you have to bring the amount of shirts you're going to need for the whole trip off the top? No, because we kept coming back. Between oh. the East Coast, we came back three, four days. Then after Alberta came back three four days, okay, and then BC, you know, but took like fifty, like, and then sold those. Those got sold, and then just got my shirt guy. It's so clutch to have a shirt guy. Remember, I told you last time in Brampton, I got how he fucked up so hard. Yeah, thank God. Now I got some stoner white kid that's just consistent, ready, does it. He blazes and whatever the fuck, he gets the job done, bro. Love it on point. Love that shit, you know? Do you sell anything else? T-shirts? No, no, no. I, like, I, can't, I don't want to have a whole store back there. And T-shirts are already... I'd love a point where it's like you have such sick merch, people are just buying it online yeah. and I don't have to bring it with me. But right now, it's like we're really tru truly like offsetting flights and bullshit like that. But the point is... We're, you, you, you're at the end, like, <laughs> did you enjoy? Can yeah. I get a pat in the head, please? Yeah. You, hope you had fun. Thank you. And then some shows are amazing. People, you're meeting people at the end. Calgary, Mad Sudani showed up. Who's amazing? Who's that? It, like Sudani people. Oh, Matt Sudani. Matt Sudani. Bro, like, you've never heard of Matt Sudani? The fuck? He's a fucking scientist, comedian, astronaut. Bro. Well, he sounded like Matt a, Sudani. He sounded like a fucking like the man, the Calgary comedian, the guy. Bro, Matt Su Calgary's on Matt Sudani. You'll never be. You never realize about comedy. You'll be doing some spot, and then some guy from Calgary will come, and he'll have the craziest confidence, and you're like. How long have you been in comedy? He's like, oh, fucking a year. I made 30 G's out in Calgary this year. You're like, yeah. what? What's your name? Sudani. <laughs> Mad Sudani. Mad Sudani. You're <laughs> like, how did you make 30 grand already? Bro, it's fucking stupid out there. But, yeah, but what you're saying about at the end of the show? The end what, of the show, you know people what you come do? out, yeah. When you kill it, I like to minimize it. Ah, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Thanks. thanks. And when you don't, I like to kind of, and when you didn't kill it, I like to kind of space myself away from the people that killed it and are going to get that shine. I don't want to be around that. No. I know how I did. Smart. Let me just stay away from it, you know? 
emo- protect your emotions. You know I, what I mean? I've been getting now, or I'm listening back to some sets that I have. Either I'll record it like where it's on the stool, or I've recorded it where it's in the back. And I hear the audience, what they say about a joke or something, and that's been fun. I'm like, oh, that's sick. They like that. It's like you say a joke. It's like, I hate this I guy. Hate this man. I fucking hate You're this like, Why is this right? It sounds like this guy's right in the mic. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they see where you put it down. Give up. <laughs> Sometimes people do that. With it. Remember the underground? If you were recording at the underground, people would always kind of fuck with your shit. Oh, yeah. That was like the hazing. I wish there. we had the underground with what we are able to do now. It was such a good. Oh my god! Yeah. By the way, I'm um I'm gonna apply for um Edinburgh uh, one man show and do an hour. You were saying yeah, yeah. hour every night. Two, I think I do two shows a night. Oh my god! You you and it's gonna be the same hour. You're just gonna fucking. I'm gonna be. It's freestyle, baby. Freestyle. I have an hour's material, but like the most I've been out here doing is 45. So it's like an hour is really 55, 50 to 55 because you got to see people get them out right. Yeah. But there's so many stories I just haven't, I've never done all of the things I've done. I've, I've written and I've done, you know, it's probably an hour and a half, two hours at this point, but performable, you know, probably a good hour. And I just want to know what's the flow, figure out, remember that thing we're talking about, that perfect zone flow? Yeah. Imagine working that out for a whole hour. And maybe, you know, even at my level, I'm maybe getting ahead of myself. Even if I can get it 30 minutes of like, you go do this 30 in front of anybody, you're not tweaking A, B, or C. This is yeah. you. This is your voice. Hit him with that, and you're fucking in it. Like, I don't have that now. I'm just, I'm always feeling it. I'm always in that, like you said, comic mode. Yeah. I'm usually, I have five minutes or five to 10 minute things that'll work, but not a 30. Like, I'll make a whole 30 work, just, you know, feeling it out, feeling intuition, out, yeah. everything, right? Yeah. But, but that's what I want a fucking razor sharp. 45 like where people are like they leave like oh my god you know what i mean that's that's the reaction i'm getting well i'm I, chasing rather not getting i realize that if you have like if you have 30 minutes if you have 45 minutes all these festivals are five minutes or 10 minutes spots so if you have 30 or 40 minutes you have like four different sets i know but the festivals aren't even the the goal i'm not even you know no, I mean? i'm saying just like i just have festivals on the mind because when I was thinking of, when I was first starting out, the concept of doing a festival was so foreign to me, but it's just five minutes. Like you whittle it down to five minutes, it's well, anybody's game. What if that game. was like 10 minutes? But it, it, I see what you're saying. It's anybody's game. When yeah. you start to say, okay, do an hour, very few can do like an hour that's like, this is a straight up hour. I built this to be an hour. That's it, different than do 10. A lot of people can do 10 minutes. And, and that first... While you come see my hour, it's not going to be and like an a fucking Chris Rock hour or anybody even close to that. You know what I mean? I'm learning it out, and maybe even two years from now, I won't. But you be have that. to learn how but to do an hour. That's the difference. You have to. It's like what I realize about comedy now too. With lifting weights, you lift weights that are heavy, kind of sometimes a bit beyond what you can normally lift to get the stronger. The one rep max. Not even one rep max, but like if you're if you can curl twenties for ten reps. You should be doing like 30 or 35s for four or five sets. Gotcha. Same with comedy. Like if I can do 10 minutes, okay, go and do 20. You don't need to have the 20 minutes. But if you're there doing 20 minutes, you make it happen. You'll figure out like you got to start doing more time. Like I believe the same. Like you got to do – if you do this one-man show, you're going to learn how to just be up on there for an hour. Like that's a big difference. I know. And I'm excited. to learn that. Well, now that I've been on the tour, I'm less worried about an hour. Yeah. Man, I'm. You know what I'm really worried now is when I go do that those comedy bar sets where you have eight minutes. Yeah, I'm like, I want these people to love me in eight minutes. Should I? It's like you said, should I do crowd work? Should I do that thing? Should I do this bit? You know, you got a lot of four minute bits. Should I do these two bits? Should I? You know what I mean? Should I just hit them with the most a shit and do go like swinging like it's the fucking final round of a boxing match? Like, what do I do here? Whereas. With an hour or with when, I, when I'm on the road doing 30, 35, I'm like, I'm hitting them with most of my shit. Yeah. Um, either way, they're getting most. All of with you. the hour, they're getting all of it. Yeah. I'm just going to give you all of it. There's no worry in my head. I'm going to play with the, I'm going to open with crowd work so, you know, you get my sense of humor and then tell you my story and then pit stops and stories and have fun and fucking do your shit. You know what's weird is like the eight minutes, the 10 minutes, the 15 minute spots. It's like, that's its own thing. You know, like 
comedy itself is actually you it's doing like a quarter mile versus the Nuremberg. Yeah, right? it's like you doing an hour is actually that's what comedy is. Like the uh, the goal here is you have fans that come watch you do an hour, or you are headlining a club and you're doing forty minutes. When you do like ten or fifteen or five or eight or whatever, that's like a complete. Or the Ux f- five lit at four. Yeah, it's a completely different muscle. Like I notice now that my stuff is all very like da 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 because it's like all all I ever do are clubs. Like there there's a. Uh no there's just seamless a bunch of jokes no gotcha. there's like just a bunch of jokes like yeah i i don't really try to t- tell anything like too, a common thread yeah i don't really have anything that's too winded anymore whereas before i used to try to talk about shit whereas like now if i've said something i know that there's going to be a laugh here or like there's got to be and that just the way it works versus before i would talk about oh like my mom and i would roundabout way say it now it's like my mom my mom, my mom punchline oh my dad my dad my dad punchline it's like I know, but at the same time, it's like if you take a steak and you cut all the fat off it, no one wants that steak. I mean, some people do, but I don't want that steak. No, that's what I'm saying. I want steak with some fat on it. I agree. That's what I'm saying about the 8s and the 10s and the 15s is those are completely different. Like comedy is a little bit of the fat. Like you get to breathe and you get to tell a longer version of something. You can have a fattier version and like a longer Yeah, yeah. I just don't have that because all the spots I do now are like quick. Dude, Dude, it's like you, you ever seen a quarter mile race? Yeah. Just fucking literally 400 meters. Fast. If you fuck up the, your uh, gear shift off first, your clutch release, you lost it. You know what I mean? It's all about reaction time and obviously the car itself. But reaction time is probably your single most important thing there. Uh, but then you look at the Nuremberg ring, which is like 27 kilometers, 27 miles, whatever it is. You could fuck up hard. You could just not even move for the first one whole second and still win, you know? You have so many opportunities to get them back. You know what I mean? Like if it's a race of six yeah. people, you have a million turns, banks, hairpins. You have a stretches. You can use your strength in those moments that you can use your strength and come back forward. Whereas if you fuck up the shift, it's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you, you went fast by the end. You had a good set. But man, if you nailed that opener, you would have been like you would have won this shit we'll say hypothetically speaking right i think it doing eight minutes is an actual like dedicated skill set like similar to five doing doing a tight five like similar to a leg leg kicking you know <laughs> I love like, it. some oh, rogan shit this guy like <laughs> yeah exactly like this guy can leg kick versus doing an hour is you have cardio like you almost i would almost want somebody to watch me do five minutes and think i'm a completely different comic when they see me do like 30 Probably. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to... Well, I mean, for us especially, we're going to naturally speed up when we're doing five. But then there's guys who may even slow it down even more when they do five. Well, I've had had like this box or jokes or whatever that I have that are like, it's... I can make it 15, 12. I can make it 13. I can make it... You just stretch it out. I can just make it whatever it needs to be. (laughs) One size fits all. Literally. I can make... (laughs) I can have all 15 minutes of the jokes be five minutes... Where I just take out a bunch of lines and it's all like that's set like up punch. The base material of whatever chicken nuggets is. Yes. Like, what do you need? A McChicken? It could be what? anything. Hamburger? <laughs> it could be anything. Chicken nugget? What is it? I fucking realize about um, that competition. What's it called? Comedy Brawl? So the night I was in the semifinals, this guy ran the light and I was so keen on my time. I was like, let me do the six that you got to do. But you don't get disqualified till nine minutes. That's so teaching I, the whole wrong thing. So I realized that is teaching the whole wrong thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I realized that Dude, he ran do the three light. More minutes. Yeah, he ran the light and he was fine and, and he got moved over. He wasn't doing a joke or whatever, but he just ran the light. I was up on stage and I'm looking at the thing and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm I'm about to go do a time. So I stopped. So whatever the time I was gonna do, I stopped on the the minute at six minutes. Yeah. Instead of doing more strong closers that I have, I was like, I'll stop at six minutes because that's the competition. I got off stage and I'm like, I should have just basically like ran the light and yeah. done two more of these jokes that I know are funny or at least one at least one of them and then I started to think about like but then again that the doesn't whole, fucking did I started you thinking about the whole game about the nine thing before you went up I did no oh you did I just wasn't thinking strategically I was literally like so they told you do six minutes but everyone nine do, is the max but everyone do six and then this this guy goes up he does more time and I'm watching him and I, and I come off I was like wait a second 
Nobody was like knocking the door down for me to get off. I should have just done a bit more time. Let the audience see. They don't have a perception that I'm on there more time. Like they're not like, oh, fucking Jordan did a, a minute extra. Let's dock him. They're just like, no, we see the jokes. We see the jokes. That's when this occurred to me of like. No one's following it like that. But I just have to. You can just put where you need to be where you need to be. Like, for example, the Friday show Shrimp Daddy. No one's there. Sure, it's a Friday night at comedy bar, but like. I didn't have an ideal set. There's no stakes. It's just nothing. You're doing absolute. There's some stakes there. If the owner's there or the people that you need to see, you need how to do this like specifically like this way. And then you get to go on the road and learn how to fucking breathe and, and, and make it all these things. That's where I'm realizing where I used to think comedy was you just, you do fives, you do eights, you do tens, you do fifteens till eventually you do an hour. No, maybe you can fucking have all of them. You can have like an eight, you can have an hour, you can have a 30, and then they're just all different. Dude, there's just little, we have like a tool belt. Yes. You just pull it out. What? You need a 15? 15 millimeter? Or whatever the fuck, you pull that shit out, dude. It's And at the same time, it's all, it's the Wild West. There is no rule. There's no rules. This, what it is, is a fucking fight with the audience. They go, I am paying you or I'm contracting you to fight with them for 30 minutes. It looks like a dance. If you're good at what you do, it's not a fight at all. But if you're not, it's a fucking fight, right? Yeah. So do your time. That's it. I don't care Be what the rule. There's no universal rules, whatever the fuck. It's like just do your time. Be up there. And then we're all you know, just off stage trying to unpack everything. But when you're up there, it's just like just trying to catch magic in a box, bro. Yeah. That's it, dude. Lightning in a box, whatever the fuck the saying is. That's what we're just trying to catch up there, dude. I'm learning a lot more now on stage. Like pauses or, or noticing but shit. Forget on that stage, I do. bro. You're booking like crazy. My boy's fucking trying to brush off the mad commercials he's booking, talking about fuck comedy, nigga. Give me learning, some of that commercial money. Learning that too. More of that. But I think it's like you're not I was like are, Can I borrow are, money, by the way? Yeah. Are you good at this? <laughs> are you as good as you need to be when you start? Or are you as are you good at it when they hire you? Like beat that. <laughs> like, did I know how to do it the way I know how to do it the whole time? Did anything change, or have I gotten better at this thing? And, and they, they know me now. I want to say it was in you all along, right? Yeah, like that's I what reached I, behind your ear. But it is the whole reason you got there's in here. Parts of it in you, but I think there's parts of it you need to learn, dude. You know what it is? It's actually knowing how to achieve it. All yes. your life, you have been making people laugh around you just yeah. because it's your natural being. But when you get in front of an audience, it is not a fucking natural environment. No. There's X amount of people sitting, looking at you, and you have a microphone, and you're there to entertain them. So now being able to do that at will is all we're doing here. Yeah. Learning how to fucking pull that shit at will but that's and learning our, own, our craft. Each, each amazing bit, like you said, 15-minute saga, that's a fucking... That's a craft, bro. That's like a might as well be a beautiful walnut table or whatever the fuck. That's what they say about like uh, Tom Brady, LeBron. They know how to win. Okay, those guys exactly. I get what they mean now. Like that's top of the food chain. You know like, how you just know. There's certain information I, that you can have that actually improves. Sure, it might be a skill game, but it, knowing how it works, like what we're talking about, absolute yucks, all the clubs. If you're in any business, you'll realize that you, you can't just be fucking in with everybody. There's got to be some sort of dividing line between, you know, brands. Like, that's just the way it works. So you, you have to figure out, like, okay, how am I going to win in this system? And I get that now. Like, sure, it's great LeBron's 6'8", but as he ages, he has to know how to... Be more efficient, yeah. not rely on explosiveness, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. The, the odd irony of... <clears throat> Uh, being like trying to achieve the feat you're saying in Canadian comedy is you got to ironically leave it yeah, to be fully embraced. Like Dave Merhej is an example of a Canadian comedian who's embraced by the industry and all like he'll host this gala. He's doing, you know, the industry on all, all the, he's passed the festival thing. So he's, he's running the festival shows and blah, 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 blah. Right. You have to. You gotta go to the. You gotta go to the states for them to be like, oh, he's a, this guy. He's out there doing A, B, and C, and blah blah blah. Right? I mean, they only really respect you, or at least they only really like bring you into the industry like fully vetted when you go to America. Oddly enough, you're. Are you planning to go? 
Yeah, I told you I've been working on this fucking visa, bro. Oh yeah, how's it coming? It just takes a while, you know. To be honest, I the, my lawyer laid out all the steps, and then I was putting together the fucking tour. So now I have it on my thing. Now that I'm back for a couple weeks chilling, uh, all I got is this Toronto show to look out to, December 9th, eight and ten p.m. Up tickets at abaswap dot com. Eight almost sold out. Ooh, uh, <laughs> the ONB. You got to prep all this shit for it, and. Uh, I found a sponsor, one of my Sudani boys, a comedian in New York. He's going to be my main guy. who like vouch for me, be my sponsor. But you got to get letters of recommendation from a bunch of people. And you got to get fucking proof of income to show you're not going to just be a fucking and work. straggler out there. And work. You're going to work a bunch. The proof of income. That's what I'm saying. Like you got to show pretty firm sources of income. I, from what I understand, fully firm. Like you have to have a job offer that pays X amount. But then I, I ran into another comedian in, in Calgary who's doing the process. And he's like, oh, they told me it was just kind of like you can just be booked on shows. So I don't know what the fuck is happening. I'm just going to go prep those letters of recommendation and just And you're going to live in New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm going to go. I think I'm going to start to take trips there. But I, I don't know if I'll ever live there. See, I just knowing how things are, having lived in all the places that I've lived. I just know nothing happens unless you're kind of living it. You got to kind of be there for the yeah. thing for the thing to go down. Like, hey, I saw you tonight, Saturday. Are you around two weeks from now? Yeah. I mean, I can fly back, but am I going to fly back? I'm here for five more days, and then I probably have a couple months where I'm doing Canada shit before I make my trip back here. I got to be there. Like, yeah. I know how that's just... No, you're right. You got to be there. I am un- I'm, I'm going to be subject to that. So be it. It's just I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, you got the talent. You're out here getting stage time, so it doesn't matter how it goes down with your presence there. Maybe you don't even need it, bro. It's just time on stage, time in front of people. New well, York is just more of like a. It's well, like I, a storybook. You know what I mean? What I'm realizing now is, kind of uh, Angelica doing more competitions and stuff. You a- Angelica Scanura, uh, Toronto comedian. You just need to have the networked potential you don't need to go okay yeah it's nice if you live in la i think that's great but like if i'm regularly able to say hey i'm i've gone to la i've performed at all the places and can do shows there that's really good for anything i'll do here anything i'll try to do you know in canada or anything i try to do anywhere else like i start i need to start networking because like it will subvert in my opinion any roadblocks I have here. Like if I go to New York and for God, knock on wood, something like decent happens there with a club or something, if you bring that shit back here, it's your home base, your whole thing will change. I don't know. I think you take that, man. In my mind, the way the way I've, the way way I've, life has uh, materialized in front of me, I realize all these people I ever was like, I can't wait for A, B, and C. I can't wait to get a manager. I can't wait to get this. I can't wait to get it in this club. Dude, all it is is you have to demonstrate to these people that you are a lucrative thing for them. That's yeah. it. That's the only time any of these motherfuckers will come to you is when it is clear that this person, we can make money off them or with them, however you want to fucking you know, position it, right? But that's it. People wanting to make money off. These are the people that I've like so sought after and like fucking prayed of them to, to come like Santa on fucking like Christmas Eve or some bullshit. Like, when the time comes where they're like, yo, yo, can, can I, re-? like, bro, I'm on that thing. I'm not going to say what, but like, you know, I'm, we're talking about gigs and whatnot. I got people hit me up all the time being like, I'd like to represent you. You have a, a look, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, I already have representation. Relax. And seeing that, I'm like, that's all I'm waiting for on the manager front and all this shit. Yeah. Yeah, they will do stuff for you. I'm sure they're of value. No, but I think we're but saying the, meantime, the same thing. Is like, I'm not going to hold my breath. If you get to a certain point, specifically with Canadian comedy, say like Danny, you win this competition. If your major base is Toronto, your whole community is like level changes. Like if Danny wanted to, he could work every night of the week here. A hundred percent. Whereas in New York, it's a little different. You have to like establish yourself further. But in further. New York, you're surrounded by some way of the better. best in it's the It's way better. That's what it is. But I'm saying like you'll be able to go dip your toe. This is what I have to do. This is my actual plan. I have to go dip my toe in New York to get the credit for being there here to get more time here mm. to get better to go back there. I don't think so. I don't agree with that. Because I just went on a national tour that I booked myself that you are absolutely more than capable of booking yourself and you're funny. So you be, are not only able to book it, 
but you were able to entertain those motherfuckers abroad. A and B. Didn't reference a fucking goddamn thing from New York. And there it is. No, no, so, I know So that. whether you're saying like the clubs need to know or whatever the fuck. No, no I'm just man. saying like when think- people go to book shows, if you're somebody that just came back, oh, you won so-and-so thing. But you just get booked on everything. And then that stage time is just good. I get it. But winning, with, there's not a lot of competitions, really. There's no, the no, Boston. No. There's the fucking Seattle. The, I, I don't even know all the ones. All I know is I did the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Nothing changed in my life at all. Zero things. So yeah, that's true. But it, after again, doing that. It's Winnipeg. It's got to be something in the States. But I that's think. supposed to be the second best one. So in my mind, because we're all like running for just for laughs, new faces. Oh, once I get that, everything will change. But I right? think if you got, I think if you place like 10th, at a big American comp- competition versus get just for laughs, it's better to place 10th because it's an American thing. I know, but I think it's coming to me either way. That's what yeah, I realized on I agree. tour. That's I the, agree. The, the most important thing I realized on tour. By the way, shout out to everyone who came out from Newfoundland, that one Arab guy. All the boys in Calgary <laughs> and Edmonton, Winnipeg, when I went th- last time to do the corporate gig and I'm trying to line up some more shows in Winnipeg. Like People actually came out People are listening to this podcast, and uh, I see y'all, and I appreciate y'all. And uh, yeah, I was shocked when some guy in St. John's like, I listen to every episode and all this shit. But like, shout out St. John's. I'm, no, I'm not saying it's not coming to you. I'm saying if you have to organize your shit a certain way, like I'm, I'm realizing that might be one way to organize it for myself. If I get a credit in America. It'll be easier for me to do shit here. I guess so, of course. You, you can get a you can do fringe. That's a credit from fucking yeah. Scotland. That'll help you here too. But like, at the end of the day, we are kind of like we're like fucking scout honors or whatever the fuck Boy Scouts trying to collect these badges. You know what's the like, weirdest thing? That's a lot of badges. You on know what that does the fun. most for you is when people just decide as a community that you're good. It's now. time. Yeah. It's time. And then random kids you've never met are like, "Oh, you're good." Yeah. Right. It's like. Yesterday, like when did this meeting happen? I wasn't invited to. Yesterday, y'all walked right past me. Yeah. What the fuck? It is very weird. But I think it, it, this it is ironically goes to show that we're in the same boat as those motherfucking 20 year olds you were saying earlier. We're like, slow down. We're in yeah, hour. it's true. Today, I was listening to Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy, on uh, Whiskey Ginger. Nigga's 25 years in. You know what I mean? He's 25 years into the game, and he just did. He sold out Dodger Stadium, 45,000 to 50,000 seats. Did a stadium thing. That's not how comedy is supposed to be fucking experienced by any means. But I it's a almost feat. Hate. It's a feat. Yo, oh, it's a feat. I almost hate it. Me too. But also, in the category that we are trying to perfect, it's pretty sick for someone to. It's incredible. Increase the it's echelons incredible. of of what we can do. Right. That's Amazing. awesome. But like, from a comedian standpoint, the the fucking length, the pacing you have to do is like probably like fucking torture. And from the audience, like, oh. yeah. Like, does it does anything feel like, like bombing more than like Bill Burr doing Fenway Park? Yeah, but like, you're not gonna. I mean, besides those weird shows that actually Don Red did get booed at that that video, the viral video that Burr went off on Philadelphia. Normally, it is your draw that filled that motherfucker yeah, up. So yeah, yeah. bombing is virtually impossible. You have to have a stroke up there. But I'm bomb. saying that like... The, and it probably killed for 10 minutes. Yeah, while you die. <laughs> but yeah, but exactly. I'm saying while you're physically up there, the acoustics at Fenway Park will just sound like you're bombing. I, there's such a big gap in the middle. You're yeah, probably right. But crazy. like they probably have a bunch of monitor speakers pointing back at the comedian so they don't lose their mind. Uh, that's what they have. You know what I mean? Like, I be- when you go perform where musicians are, there's always those monitor speakers yes. pointing back at you so they can hear what they're playing. You know what gets me going now? The corner has it. A clock. Isn't that crazy that this is like a feat? Everyone's like, yo, the clock. The Dude. Clock. They're like, the other day, it's like, yo, the clock wasn't working. I was like, what the I heard fuck? The, I heard about One it. One job. I heard, the clock. I heard the clock wasn't working. How is the clock not working? It's just so nice to not have to guess how long you've been on stage. But my problem is Backroom Comedy Club, they have the countdown. And I don't like the countdown because no. I always just look and it's zero, zero, zero. And I'm like, <laughs> how long has it been that? No, I don't like a countdown. I like it. So if it hits zero, go negative. Show me negative. So I see negative 30, negative 40. Oh, fuck. Wrap it. You know? Yeah, you're right. It should be like soccer. Yeah. It should like, count up. Negative 80? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck off. Yeah, I've been up here too long. Negative 80, motherfucker. But yo, I bro, when I was out there on tour, I realized there's no Sudanese, like all the Sudanese 
Italian, there's so the road is kind of paved. It's sick. We're everywhere. Yeah, and the road there's you there's so many Italians in North America with money, and your shared experience. So your future is set, my friend. It's a harvest is upon the horizon yeah, for you, bro. You just gotta keep fucking fiddling I away. I just gotta hit that becoming niche. a master. I just gotta hit that niche online. You already have. It's your life. You don't even have to. Don't even have to worry about no, online. No, I, I just gotta contentify. I don't even think you have to. You I don't will. want to. Literally, it is. You become such a killer comedian who happens to be Italian. And an Italian, I say it like I'm a fucking gangster. Like He's a fucking Italian. It. I like how you said it. A motherfucker comes through. Sebastian comes through. Who's the, who's the like, the go-to, like, who's the funniest, like, Italian? Dude. Wait, wait, wait. Yo, you heard of Jordan Palacicchio? No. Bring him on. Open. Now you're opening in front of an Italian. And I'm, and I'm only using this as an example because I feel like you would really resonate with them specifically. But you kill in front of everyone. I see you kill in front of everybody. So forget about them being Italian or not. But when they see you... At that point that someone was like Jordan Bonchicchio and they see this 12-year guy open up 25 and murder, you just fucking got 10,000 people that will buy a ticket for you next time. So you want to know how funny Italians are? So listen, there is a guy, and this is kind of funny. Maybe I shouldn't be saying it because I doubt they'll listen to it. But So this guy is running like a contest. He's got somewhat of a big following, sub like 100,000. What is he, a comedian? He's an Italian comedian who basically popped on Instagram and then figured he could do shows, started doing stand-up. Oh, he did it like that? Did it like that. Okay. No Sebastian, yeah, yeah, he yeah, says, yeah. and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So anytime I need to know anything about like an Italian comedian, I always call Mark Anthony Sinagoga. We just, he's my line. To, he's the guy right now that would be getting that. He is the guy that's like me just 15 years here, so he knows all the shit. So it was this competition where like, you know, um... Young Italian-Canadian comedians uh, compete, submit. So I was like, if Mark submits, Mark should win. Mark's probably the best of us young guys. Then there's like Beast. then there's the other guys, like older guys. Mark can't submit. He's in too long. So then it leaves it to like the newbies, which is great because then that's a decent shot. So I call Mark. I'm like, hey, have you, you know this guy? He mentioned that you're going to fucking judge this competition. Mark goes, I can't fucking judge this competition. He's not paying us. And then he goes into this story. The most Italian problems. This guy, yes. no one's getting a cut. Yes. And then he goes into this story about this guy. And I'm like, fuck, maybe I don't trust this guy. Like, literally, that's how Italians are. So when you're saying all these Italians have pushed you up, I was like, oh, no, there is a guy like that. They don't trust him. Yeah, I'm th- that, that guy's like a producer money man type. It's weird. He's yeah. a traveling salesman type shit. Yeah. I'm talking about one, let's say Mark's got a giant show and you're killing it. He's like, come do my fuck. And you slowly amass people because when people, when you are ready, you know, do it until you're undeniable, the Steve Martin, the go-to thing. Then suddenly you're going to be everywhere. That's just how it, that's just how the universe works. When people leave your show and are like, yo, yo, text, yo, where are you going next? Like when people are like, you ever see a video so funny online and you're like, "Ah, you, I almost I, I, I almost fumble trying to message it to people so quick because it's so funny. I know it's guaranteed laugh on all fronts. When you see an amazing comedian, people have that same response. They want to let others know. So that is the point where you go viral in real life. Yeah. And that comes from having a fucking, not only being great on stage, but having that electric night too to take you to a level where you're like, yo, this is, this is the next guy. Just rocking. This is the guy. This is, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like that is coming. We just got to keep working it. But the whole reason I brought that up is because Sudan doesn't have that. There is no Sudanese comedian. There is no one. Perfect opportunity. There is no one guy. And I realized it on the road because all these Sudanese will come out in all these places like, yo, man, my bro, what I heard about you, blah, 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 this, 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 what, what, what. And I never realized it. Like they're hoping a guy emerges from the fucking noise. That's you. And and that is the thing that I'm like, oh, my. They're hoping a guy emerges. Emerges from the noise, bro. They're fucking betting on a motherfucker That's to amazing. try to swim up. You know what I mean? You know those turtles that hatch and they all die, yeah. but a couple make it? One of them is Sudani. And they're like, go, 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 go. You know what I mean? We never had one who made Dude, the surface. So I realized, oh, They'll my God. give you all I the money. just got to take my time. Yeah. Because they're all there. They're all my age. They're, some are they younger. They're going to tell each other. They're there. You. They're right there all over the country. And they're in America. And they're in Australia. And they're in England. They're everywhere. Yeah. So- 
I can just relax, keep doing my thing. 15 years from now, bro, we're going to be feasting. And bro. Drake you, music video style. And you just got to, I realize you got to ask people. If people are coming to Toronto, like headliners, just be like, yo, can I headline over for you? I did that for Fahim Anwar. I, I asked him too. I, yeah? I yeah. Did too. he get back? No. Yeah, he never got back. I can't wait till one day I'm just. It's, I get why. When you, when you think about it, like a DM to open your show, fuck no. I'm coming to your well, city. I have amassed now. my audience. I don't know who the. I don't know your. I'm not gonna about to sit here and watch eight of your stand up clips to judge. Well, you know what though? It's different now. Like, ye, that's way more viable to be like, oh, I'll just go to his page if it sucks. But I'm not gonna do that though. I would if I was big enough. Where somebody's asked me, yo, can I open for you? And they had like ten clips that were like good. I'd be like, yeah. Dude, by the time I'm coming to a city, I would have known who's opening for me a while in advance. I don't just fucking arrive yeah. like. Wait, I think for what DMs come through. I think we're messaging though in case somebody drops out in that moment. Because you know what? So many people tell me, yeah, I just messaged. And you're like, what? You open for fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have heard that too. And you're like, it's every time it's that. Every I know. Time it's and that. I'm like, okay. I'll That's throw Doug my Stanhope name. like that. I'll throw he, my name in this hat, I guess. Yeah. Uh, a couple of people told me they got it just like that. But like my, the way my luck is in my life. How it's been, I never once get things like that. Yeah, don't put that out there, though. But yeah, I keep doing it. I have never once gotten, like, I have never applied to a job and gotten it. Like, it's always, like, a friend connected. I have, And I've applied to thousands of jobs in my day. Yeah. It's always something. I'm never, like, oh, I submitted the thing, and it got approved. Like, it's, I'm never that guy. I almost exclusively apply at one job at a time, and then I just get that job. Yeah. See, <laughs> you're, like, so confident with your application. That I, I never, I assume well, it's not going to happen. Well, I almost always have a good thing going into it. Like, I never applied somewhere just cold. Anytime I've applied somewhere cold, I never get it. Like, I applied to Unilever one time, cold. I got an interview, and they're like, who do you know here? I'm like, no one. They're like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. That's ironically the coldest place in the yeah, fucking world, too cold. bro. You don't want to fucking You want to apply somewhere where your friends make up 25% of the employment. Oh. Yeah, that'll get you the job, and at least it'll sustain the position when you're yes. in there, right? Yeah, that's the dilute. rules of life, bro. You, you got to have fun at work. It's gonna be a bullet. It's all head. about who you know, literally for everything, it, all of life. They told you early on, like without a like connections, networking. Networking is just kind of like a fucking clinical way of saying like make friends. Yeah, you never know. You know, fuck networking. Just be funny and be decent to be around. Be nice and fucking that's networking right there. You don't have to go yeah. like, hey, uh, like you go look at their page, see they just released an album, be like, big and bloated. Yeah, big and bloated. Hey, I saw you just released big and bloated. You know what I mean? Like, don't, yes you don't no. have to be that motherfucker. Yes, you know, this is my opinion, but like, I think you should have a point where you can ask. Yes, for sure. Like, but like, I think in acting, especially where you notice is like, if you're just like quiet and you're, you're like on set for two extra hours, you got to say, does anybody need me to go? Oh, with acting, I make it very. I'm, I'll make problems too with acting because I, I don't like. I'm good at acting. I don't love acting by any oh, means, I love it. dude. I get on stage. I love stand up. Yeah. What the fuck is acting? Waiting when you're on set and you got lines and it's flow and they're saying cut, keep running, keep running. Like I love that, but that is three percent of the day on set. Less. Literally three percent. Maybe maybe two percent. Right. Maybe four on a good set. So fuck, I, you got to look at the whole thing. So acting pisses me right the fuck off. So <laughs> I will be very, I'm like, hey, is that, was that my last scene? Because sometimes they like to, with fucking the, the side shit, they like to keep you for eight hours just because. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't play that shit. Was that the final scene? Let me talk to the director. Like, we may shoot again. Are you going to shoot again? Like, I think I, I think it's very funny how literal stuff is on set. Like, these people have like creative director as their title. But they can't imagine you with a beard. I know, right? I I love it, huh? You're like, you're like, close your eyes. Like he doesn't use have a, your degrees. He doesn't have a beard. You're like, well, I guess we can't shoot today. <laughs> it's like, what? What do you mean? Yeah, I don't know how you can love that. I mean, once you're in the zone, I love it for sure. Sometimes I'm like, man, fuck yeah, because I know I'm good at it too. I uh, think I love what it represents. The same way with comedy is like, if you get to be somebody that acts in a film, when? What do you mean? When you? Well, yes. If sometimes I think, I mean, I've already done it. It's a tiny movie, a tiny thing, indie here. It's fucking. But nothing. it's like nothing changes. So little. <laughs> It'll come and go, and nothing will change. People get to do that. Okay, yeah. And like that's fucking cool. So little people get to do comedy. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, but the comedy thing is more special though. Yeah, comedy's to comedy's grab a cool, mic yeah. and just go out there and be like, "I got this." I think to be in that the, there's something beautiful, man. We're like pirates, bro. Oh, dude. <laughs> Like there's moments on, on tour I truly felt like a modern day pirate and I still remember dude we were in Gibson's BC this is another one I bummed at <laughs> but Jesse closed that night out and caught a standing O yo murdered that leveled that bitch Mo hosted I had a must set in the middle it was good in the middle I had a shitty beginning I had a shitty ending so it's like comedy is how you open how you end right that middle 25 means nothing at least in my head but anyways as Jesse's killing, me and Mo are upstairs. We're trying to find the bag of that has all the shirts. And we're like, we're looking for the square for tap payments and shit like that. And I'm like, it's like an operation. And, and the, we're not in a green room. They gave us the the restaurant's office. So we're surrounded by printers and shit like that. <laughs> Sitting, he's got a plate that's just on top of a, like a base or like a speaker. And I'm just like, bro, we're fucking pirates. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, where's the square? He's pointing to it. I'm connecting Bluetooth. We got a duffel bag, like robbery style, full of like 12 shirts in it. I'm like, at Jesse, you hear Jesse crushing downstairs? Yeah, that's Bro, like, it felt like, I was like, thank God. Like, I'm not even religious, but alhamdulillah, like, thank God I left engineering. And this is like the life now. Cause like, it sucks. A lot of the bullshit sucks sharing but a the bad good moments are fart. Good car everyone's farting but that moment right there it's not even like good how you would think like we're eating steak after a big night or something it's like we're in a staff room that has no seats for us being like okay here's the shirts okay the square jesse's about to close this bitch out does it get to work you know what i mean like bro i'm like feel fucking blessed man man i used to do that in the beginning i remember 120 diner of course i used to do show when we had shows at 120 diner i would go to like the keg after <laughs> could you imagine and you did like five to seven yeah, right? yeah, yeah. i would be like yo let's go Dinner's to the fucking me. keg tonight i did time <laughs> and i remember specifically saying i want to do this because i want this to be like the routine for doing good if it was like, yeah it was not, good you'd be broke literally but i wanted <laughs> it to be like don't pay. hey okay if i did really really well you celebrated somehow and i think that's made it fun a hundred percent. I'll never got to celebrate the wins. That's actually a problem I have. So we just keep going. That's why I'm like, I want to take Chill, a moment yeah. and be happy and be like, yeah, we fucking did it. coast to coast. We did this shit. We're back in the house. I got my boy fucking with me right here. See, I love that. Gun outside. But how sick would it be to be in like super bad or a movie that's like popping off like that? I don't. I to me, that's way lesser. I would love that because in super bad, some third guy wrote a funny character and you play that character yeah so that's fun that's great that's fun but i don't want to be known for some character some other person wrote i want to be known for me my own experiences my own point of view my own humor you know what i mean my who i am you are portraying what i'm realizing about acting is you're portraying you know what's weird rita man mike rita Sometimes artistic people will just post shit and you're like, this is why you're a comedian. You're an artist, but you see shit this way. It was like he posted the scene in Pulp Fiction where they're dancing. Uh, Travolta and yeah, Thurman are dancing. awkward. And he shows the like what it actually, the breakdown is. And it's like nothing. Like the scene itself is just like, okay, and then they dance. And it doesn't describe anything. And they bring it to life. And they make it what it is. Shit like that, I realize like you get to do so much. It's the same level of it as comedy, except with comedy, like you said, you write it all. But with acting, you get to portray so much of it that it is yours, like to an extent. And that's where I'm trying, like, I want to experience those moments where, like, it just said, he enters the room, and then that's a fucking iconic scene because of the way, you, the way you fucking did it. did it. I like that. See, that's fucking sick. See, now I can tell that you love acting way more than me. Okay, I just I, I, can, I want that I, moment I like in my that. life. Keep keep fucking doing that shit. That's sick. That's gonna take you to the highest. But you level. act so much. You get but to do it so much. I know, but to me, just the fucking highs and lows of comedy. The difference between crushing oh, yeah. and being Jesus and bombing and needing to get the fuck out of there. You can't experience that spectrum of feeling and emotion. You only have access to 30% of that range on set. So oh, far yeah. in my experience, oh, yeah. you know, because it's it's drowned out by all the waiting, the hurry up and waiting and just fucking filling yourself with craft services. Like, and then when you act, it's fun and everything, but like the fucking, the intensity that like, 
I don't know, comedy is just like it's like going on a fucking roller coaster every time you don't know how it's gonna go. Comedy's comedy's such and a crazy thing. It's like checking into work. I fucking go, yes. go, give me the COVID coordinator. Where's my trailer? And it's like people are like, ooh, trailer. It's just a fucking cell. It's a tiny, tiny room. See, I think with acting, it was everything I was afraid of is like, know what you're doing, have it prepared, be able to do it. Comedy, be you and do what you do in this moment and then have fun. And that was what it was. But now comedy more- And make people laugh. And make people Actually, laugh. number one, make people laugh. Which has always been something I'm, that's what I do. But what's crazy on set that blew my mind, the more that I booked uh, little movies and like TV gigs and shit like that is the how little the director's- actually direct at least in my experience it's all the ad it's no it's exactly it's not even that it's the, the ad is the one doing all the screaming and yelling yeah. but it's exactly what you said when they say dance they'll never i have in my mind before i got into the game i could dance like this and i in my head i thought the director would be like cut no bring your shoulders in more when you dance it's never like that it's always they let you find the thing they casted you off your audition when you made the choices you made right so they like the vibe that you kind of recreate the vibe of your audition, but it always blew my mind. Like I'm doing so much here. Like I did, a, I played a paparazzi. They didn't tell me how to hold a camera. They didn't tell me A, B, or C. So I'm like, I'm running and I'm like doing a knee thing, and everything I did was just my choice. So when, when that shit happens, I'm always like, wow, I really would have expected someone to be like, to stop cut, yeah. don't go on a knee, like that type of shit. Blows my mind, bro. It's actually pretty loosey goosey with like what you get to do. But they're just like, uh, what's his name? Jason Momoa. He did a Game of Thrones audition. So he goes in there. Do you ever see what he did? No. He does like a Hawkeye. It's like a dance. It's like a, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, New the, Zealand thing. Yeah. I didn't know the color. Yeah. And yeah. it's like a war dance. Yeah. So he, I didn't know this, but another interview. Oh, yeah, he was in that show. He goes into the audition and he says, hey, before we do the audition, can I try something? Pause there. Just in saying that, you have a fucking 25% chance of getting the role because it they, shows comfort. It shows like, okay, you're willing to do whatever. And then I thought of what you said about like you booked a McDonald's thing or you booked something that you told them you're going to self-tape. They wanted you to go in. You're like, no, I just did it my way. There's a balance to that. Like you got to just say. Yeah, it can't be like pure ego. You can't just read the thing and yeah. do the thing they want you to do. And I realized like you got to fucking strike out so many times to realize their way actually sucks. You have to fucking make a way. That's why they're on that side of the table, right? Yes. Right? And you Real fucking, shit, man. I'm fucking bringing it in. It takes you forever. Fuck them niggas. We the best, yo. Did you count taking them? We the Yo, did Jason Momoa say he booked it right after he did that Haka thing? They didn't even well, see the he, lines? No, he then did. I think he did. Like, that was amazing. But he booked but can it. you possibly, can we just run this scene, though, as it was written? He, <laughs> he booked it after, but he was like saying that there was people like poking their head in being like is everything okay like it was loud like he was being loud yeah bro did you see that one video of like when those guys like see one one of their boys off it's crazy it's like awesome. at an airport they just You're i like, just Yo. saw that yeah, yeah that one i'm like man this is like i feel like people this is what people would have done like four thousand years ago yeah if your tribeman is going to the next tribe or some shit like that just dance i'm like Yo, why they just turn around and like you guys want to get something to eat yeah or? exactly <laughs> subway it's wednesday sweet and chicken there that's awesome. <laughs> Yo, brother, what's the deal? What we at? We, we, we're at time? Ooh, Ventbrite takes too long to pay. Finally just got the last thing. Now becomes, I tell you, I incorporated right before the tour. Your boy's doing the tour through a corporation. That's fucking amazing. Trying to get that corporate tax shit going. What? You know my brother? Do you have an accountant? I need one, by the way. No, I don't. My brother's like, oh, I, you should CRA, look out for me. You should incorporate. That's what he says. It's like a tax... It's like tax fraud, bro. Uh, it's not even. It's just beautiful loopholes because the, no, the, he's that's what he's saying. It's it's me, it's like a tax haven, but he's like it's literally. Oh, corporations get way more benefits. It's than all they get human, is benefits. You know what I mean? Then citizen. We Ooh, hate man. people. We hate people. Anyways, uh, let's land this bitch. Land it. Ooh, okay. As always, brother. Please, I would normally say look into the camera, but they busted. So tell the people where the fuck they can find you, homie. Comedy bar Friday night, except you'll they'll we'll be at your show though. Friday, December 9th. and then what time is it? Ten p.m. Fuck that. Yeah, Come don't to my go, show. Don't, don't go, go to that show. show. Fuck. In fact, this episode. If might you live in Ottawa though, and you go to Absolute Comedy on the regular, January nineteenth to twenty second, twenty twenty three, I'll be there. Yo, no way. Yo. Are you there? L live on Elgin, January 21st. We're there two shows. Hey! I'm there that weekend. Maybe I can uh, pop in. Yeah, bro. That'd be fucking sick. What We're doing at 7.30 and 9.30. Just Saturday. Just Saturday. The yeah. Which we did? January 21st. Saturday. No. Yeah? 
21st. Oh, yeah, I said 19th. Yeah. 21st, what time? We're doing a 7.30 and a 9.30. Shit. Look up for that, by the way. Okay. Tickets at abasswalk.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, yeah, I'll try. Look out for that, yo. Catch my boy, but just catch him at Jordan Palachikio. How do you spell Palachikio? P-O-L-I-C-I-C-C-H-I-O. But as always, just scroll below. Click the link. Uh, it will be in there. Catch him in Toronto, but not this time. Uh, or in Ottawa. It'll be sick, yo. You can catch us both out in Ottawa. Ottawa people come out too, man. It's yeah. fucking sick, oh, I, yeah. Uh, from my end, yeah, December 9th, come out Toronto. Tickets at abuswab.com. Two shows. And then January 20th, Kitchener. January 21st, Ottawa. January 27th, 28th, Thunder Bay. Thank you so much for tuning in. Y'all the best. Support the show directly at patreon.com slash the immigrant section. That's too many plugs. That's, That's too many so plugs. Many. But you did it seamlessly. And yeah, but at the end, I was like, ah, that one was too many. But anyways, yo, until next time, thanks for tuning in. Peace. Peace. Peace.